Hello, hello. This is Michael Raziel with our athletes. Today on the show, we have Miranda Tucker. She is an Olympic hopeful with USA Swimming. Um, she is in college currently and at that team up north, as some people like to say, or go big blue, whichever you prefer, doesn't matter to me. Um, but Miranda was super interesting. You get really deep into everything else around the Olympics, um, considering she hasn't been yet. She is a hopeful for 2020 coming up, but um, she's super cool girl, very relaxed, very laid back with a lot of things that she gets to do on a daily basis for swimming, for her life. Um, very interesting girl. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode, get a little inspiration from it, go and rock and roll. So other than that, guys, hope you have a wonderful episode. All right, and today we have special guest Miranda Tucker. She's on the USA Swimming National Team. Miranda, thank you so much for joining us today. Good to be here. Fantastic. Um, so a little bit about Miranda. She was born in 1997. She started swimming at an eight and a half and was actually named to the national team this year. So it seems like you did that pretty quick. Definitely curious about that. Um, goes to the University of Michigan, um, that team up north, as some people like to call it. I don't agree with them, but it is what it is. Uh, and she will be graduating in 2020. Uh, Miranda was named to the national team this year, as I said, but has been on the junior national team since 2022. A uh, couple pretty cool and great finishes for her. She finished eighth in the 100-meter breaststroke at the 2016 trials. She's a two-time All-American. She won the 100 and 200 breaststroke in 2015 at the Speedo Junior Nationals, and in 2018 came in second place for the 100-meter breaststroke. Miranda, sincerely appreciate you coming on. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. It's a beautiful day. I mean, I'm up here in uh, right outside New York City. It is hot and humid as heck, but we, we power through. Oh, that's good. Well, it just rained in Michigan, so it's a little humid, but it's nice. All right. Yeah. I mean, what's, I'm sure the weather's, I mean, this past like two weeks have been terrible, but hey, I, uh, it snowed on April 17th here. So we're really <laughs> only like not even five months removed from snow. So I will take heat any day over the cold, which is probably something you're pretty familiar with up there in the, uh, in Michigan, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, living in Michigan, I swear, more than half of the year is just covered in snow. I, I love when summer comes around. I'm sure you guys get out there, enjoy the, enjoy those lakes you got somewhere close. Not too bad. Um, so, Miranda, if you don't mind, I guess, you know, I gave a very short, short synopsis of what you've gone through, which I'm sure there's been a lot more. So, if there's any uh, portion of that story you'd like to elaborate on or kind of give us your side of it, not Wikipedia's or our University of Michigan side, we'd love to hear it. Well, I mean... Starting from such a young age gives me a ton of experience, not to mention, um, like, it's been pretty great being able to be on the junior national team for such a long time, but I, I don't know, when I was young, I've always had this weird competitive edge, like, I would play board games with my family and be brought to tears when I wouldn't win. <laughs> I actually started joining swimming because my friends used to, um, they would basically compete with me, they'd say, Miranda, let's race across the you know, the little backyard pools that little kids like to swim in. And I would lose every time I got so mad. I asked my mom, begged her to sign me up for swimming lessons. And it just happened to be cheaper to put her on, put me on a swim team. So here I am. And clearly it worked. I used to race my friends across the pool too, but um, I guess I wasn't that fast. So my parents didn't think to put me into swimming lessons or on a swimming team. Yeah, it was just a moment of stubbornness. Hey, it works. And if you're competitive, there's nothing wrong with that. I know a lot of competitive people and they usually go just a little bit further. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that as well. So, so you join swimming and then, you know, 2012. So how many more, that was six years ago. You've been swimming for a few years. You joined the junior national team. What's that like, you know, either being honored? I mean, you're relatively young. Do you even grasp really what's going on at that point? 
Uh, at that point, I was 15 years old, so I did grasp it, and I was absolutely psyched. Um, when you're on the junior national team, they invite you to yearly camps, and just being able to go on a camp with a whole bunch of other little child stars like you were, like, it's completely different. And that's, so then I'm assuming, I mean, obviously the competition is going to be crazy higher. So what did that, you know, 15 year old, super competitive, hyper competitive Miranda, how did you, I'm assuming you couldn't have won all those races. So what was that like noticing that, Hey, I'm not, you know, top dog anymore. I'm, you know, I'm one with the pack and obviously, you know, you made it to where you are now. So clearly you're relatively good at what you do, but what was that like in the beginning and kind of almost being humbled a little bit? Oh, it was definitely humbling. Uh, I remember looking back and my little competitive self would get so upset when like, for example, I'm a breaststroker and all the other swimmers, they all do different things. They do butterfly backstroke. I am different distances. There's a whole bunch of different distinctions. And so like just only being good at the one stroke was kind of upsetting, but at the same time it was good to just like be seen as an individual and not just the swimmer that can do everything. It's just Michigan's like child prodigy, but I made a ton of friends at my very first camp and I still talk to them to this day. I'm still almost best friends with them. That is awesome. And how many of them have, I guess, graduated to the national team with you? Uh, there are a few. Um, some of them drop off when they find different interests and stuff throughout high school. Maybe they find different sports or a major that they really want to pursue. But I'd say of those, there's a solid like five, six people that I still keep in contact with that have stayed on the national team with me throughout these years. And it's really fun just being able to spend time with the people who knew you as a child. Yeah, right. You guys almost kind of, uh, it was so, I'm assuming it was a summer thing. So every summer you guys would get a little older, a little wiser, have different stories. So that's probably really cool to kind of just be able to share those back and forth. Now, obviously with social media and, and uh, you know, video conferencing it's relatively easy to stay in contact so uh maybe less stories but definitely still some uh some fun conversations to be had oh yeah very cool um so and then again this year you were named to the national team you kudos golf clap congratulations to you i mean what was you know i guess let's let's place those two against each other kind of getting noticed at such a young age and then finally getting uh you know recognized for your accomplishments as far as you've gotten what was that like in kind of being finally I guess, relieved of understanding like, Hey, I'm here, let's do it. Yeah. There was definitely a period of limbo where I felt like, um, there were times where I felt like I was just off the mark for several years, even after the 2016 trials when I even missed the national team then. But when I made it first time last year, I can't tell you how excited I was. I felt like a little kid again. I felt like I was starting a new page of a new book from the bottom like wanting to work my way up again just like on the junior national team and I remember when I'm I mean it started off with one really good swim at last year's world trials where I got about third place in the 200 breaststroke and I remember this one lady from I believe USADA or FINA came up and she said you've been selected for random drug testing and I got so excited because I was good enough to be drug tested and Oh, there are even pictures of me with a little pink slip with my details on it. <laughs> That's really cute. Oh my gosh. That is too funny. That's a great way to look at it though. Rather than people thinking mm -hmm. you're doing anything wrong. It's now I'm good enough that they might think, you know, I might be doing something wrong. Clearly, obviously you passed yeah. and you didn't. So congratulations. Kudos there. Yeah. Um, not that you needed congratulations to pass, of course, but uh, you know, that is, that is still pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so if you don't mind, actually, could you explain, 
I guess, how to get to the Olympic trials and then what it takes to get onto the team and then actually make the Olympics? Well, swimming a lot like track running and whatnot, um, it's not about like tournaments that determine selected for certain criteria, but it's rather the times that you go. So every single level of swimming has a different time that you that you need to go to be invited to these big meets. And the Olympic trials just happens to be one of those qualifying times. So if you got the time, you can go. Oh, okay. So it's not, yeah, I've we've been talking, I've been talking to people from other sports where it's, you need to, after five, this, you need one podium or X number of points. It's just, you're fast enough, they'll put you in and you can kind of, you know, run with the big dogs. Yep. That makes it so much easier. Yeah. Compared to some of these other sports mm-hmm. where it's just super convoluted. Yeah. I've been talking to people who don't know how to qualify. It's just, yeah. I know do as well as I possibly can and hopefully get there. That's kind of the goal. Um, so very cool. So being on. Sometimes that's a good mindset. Say that one more time. Just sometimes, no, no. That's a good, sometimes that's a good mindset to have. Right. Just to do your best. Just roll with it. See what happens. I mean, that's all you can do anyway. So, you know, do your best and, you know, hopefully hope for the best, I guess, at that point. Um, so yeah. let's, uh, let's actually take a step back now or no, let's, let's take a step forward. We'll take it back, step back in a little bit. Since you've been on the junior national team since about 2012, um, what, how, how has that kind of gotten you ready? How has that really molded you, I guess, in a way to be able to get to this point? Because I'm assuming there's been a lot of help and training and coaching on their part, um, obviously hard work on yours. Uh, but what, is, what has that been like and how has that helped you kind of progress even further than maybe you even once thought? Well, like I said before, being on the junior national team allowed me to get to know all the other swimmers that were at my level and then being able to grow up with them has also told me like, you know, I understand my competition. I understand how they swim, how they are. Um, it's a little bit more of a close-knit sport, so we all kind of grew up with each other. There are different generations, of course, but, you know, there's that familiarity in it. Um, so I never felt out of place moving up and growing up throughout the years. And since I had been on the junior national team for such a long time, I just kind of felt comfortable growing along with everybody else if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, 100% makes sense. I mean, that's kind of almost what I was expecting. Um, But just like, I just think it's super interesting that you've been able to kind of be in this environment for so long. So I'm I'm assuming when you did make it to the trials last time and and when when you were finally um, awarded a spot on the national team, I'm assuming it just kind of felt like a normal day at that point, right? You've been doing it for so long. Yeah. It was a little more exciting though than junior national team because you think national team, you think all these unions, and I still get struck by some of the people that I ha- that I personally they're Olympians, like, oh my gosh, I'm racing Bria Larson, yet, you know, I have a phone number, we text all the time, we're good friends, <laughs> it's still kind of weird. Finally being named to the national team, being able to, you know, go into the Olympic trials, coming in eighth place, what was, let's, let's go to 2016, and just like, how, how was that experience coming up just short um, you know, with your friends on the team, some of them might've beat you out kind of, how was that whole process? And what was that like knowing that, you know, you were racing your friends and kind of competing for the same spot, but of course you want them to do as well as you want yourself to do well. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of emotions running around with that one as well. Oh yeah. Well, 2016, especially the Olympic trials, it was a bit of a kind of a bump in the road. It was my fr- freshman year of college, you know, experiencing a new a new environment with a huge like a whole new team and everything you know I was a little lost in my sport so going to the Olympic trials and 
all I did was my best. My mindset might not have been there in, in the moment, but you know, thinking back, like I'm really proud of how it went. Um, I remember being really sad, you know, eighth place, that's dead last, but at the same time, but the same time, you know, dead last out of eight, out of the top swimmers in the nation, puts it into a new perspective. Absolutely. I mean, eighth in the country at anything, I would say is, you know, um, unbelievable. You know, it's just unfortunate that you weren't able to, to place into the top, you know, however many that were allowed to go for your specific discipline. But yeah, I, I had a conversation earlier today with, you know, a skier and she was saying the same thing. Like I tell people I go to the Olympics and they ask me if I medal and I say no. And then you can see that they get angry. It's like, wow, like not angry, but they get disappointed. And it's like, that's crazy. You're one, literally one of the best in the world at something. You're literally one of the top eight in the country at something, or you were, um, you know, that is just mind boggling to me. I'm never going to be top eight at anything, um, you know, let alone top 50, top hundred at anything. So it's, it's uh, it's pretty impressive what you guys are doing. And we really, you know, this is, this is just my simple way of just showing a little appreciation to people, um, that are, you know, trying to do and everything they can for our country and, and compete win us medals or, or just show, show recognition that you guys are there. So again, we sincerely, sincerely appreciate that, um, in, in what you're doing. So, um, how, how does the qualification for the national team work? Was it, you just had to get to a certain place or is there a specific time? How exactly does that work? Um, it's usually determined by time. Um, typically in the past national teams have been decided by, um, the end of season meet, such as a summer nationals, a winter nationals, you know, stuff like that. Um, this year it's determined by time. So as long as you go fast enough a time at any point during the season, the summer season, then you get in. Really? That's very interesting. Again, super different than a lot of other sports. That's why I'm, I'm really glad we get to learn a little bit more. And if you don't mind us asking what, uh, what was your time? Uh, my time, from, well, my time from last year is still my lifetime best, uh, was a 225, which got me into the top six national team. I can't remember exactly which place it got, but. <laughs> hey, again, top six even. Super, super impressive. So, you know, let's, uh, that's cool. We'll take six. We'll call it five just for, just for uh, base 10 system sake. But I love that. That is, just, you know, absolutely congratulations on that. That is, that is phenomenal. So, um, now, as I said, kind of moving back in time a little bit or, or forward, whatever we want to say, with with training, with being in college the last couple of years, as you said, your freshman year was, you know, a whirlwind. I think everybody's freshman year in college is a whirlwind. Um, you know, with training, friends, you're 21 now, I hope you go out every once in a while, college, coaching, yeah. recovery, nutrition, you know, what is what does a day look like um, for Miranda Tucker when she, she wakes up at this time, she does this many hours of practice, you know, how does that work and how have you been able to kind of balance all these pieces of your life unbelievably up to this point? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, I, I have the same schedules pretty much every other college swimmer. Um, my alarm is typically set for 5.25 a.m. to go to morning practice. Um, morning practice spans usually two to two and a half hours and I usually catch breakfast to go because we're given free at a um, nearby facility. And then I go off to class. Um, practice is typically two hours in the afternoon. Um, so I go right from class to practice. And once that's over, it's usually about 4.30, 5.30, around that time. And I'm able to eat dinner and do homework until it's time for bed. <laughs> Man, that is some exciting stuff there. It's be so to be a high class, one of the best athletes in the country at something. It sounds like you put in a significant, significant more amount of work than I do. I mean, I wake up at six o'clock, and I think that's impressive. Um, but clearly, it, it's 
doesn't even come close. And that first hour I'm awake, if we're being honest, is kind of just like reading and drinking coffee anyway. So it's really not, um, not nearly as impressive now that we hear what your schedule's like. So that's kudos to that. I mean, that's impressive. So what is it, what is it like having, you know, balancing the fact that you're, you know, a college student with all this unbelievable amount of work that you have to do. You go to university of Michigan. That's not an easy school to get into. It's not an easy school to, to be, you know, a top student at, and again, your competitiveness, I'm assuming drives you to want to be extremely good at, at school at, at, you know, being obviously at swimming and whatnot. So what, what is the three of those things or your, all of these things combined? What is that like in just trying to make sure that you're able to do all of them to you know, your fullest extent? Well, I can't lie. Balancing it can be a challenge sometimes. Um, I'm sure all other college collegiate athletes understand um, getting into it at first is extremely hard. That's why a lot of freshmen have a hard time fitting in or um, what's it called? Like molding their schedule to a normal collegiate athlete. Um, but balancing it, once you have the determination, once you have the drive and you realize that this is what I want to do, and it helps that you have nice classes that you enjoy. They might be challenging, but you got to find something you love along with that. And you know the quote, it's something like, if you love your job, you don't work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. But what, um, like, I guess with the added understanding of being on the national team is that how many more meets is that a year how many more how much more practice is that a year compared to just uh, not just but compared to being solely on a collegiate team versus being on both um well the national team has a little bit more of an expectation on their athletes where they're kind of expected to be seen at certain meets and per year, um, especially ones that are out of college, because those that are in college, they're kind of excused because they're busy with classes, busy with colleges. But when you go pro, it's typically a thing to years, go to a certain amount of meets per year to do a certain amount of, you know, um, it kind of hype people up, hype their followers up on social media saying, hey, I'm going to this meet, you should come, you know, just trying to do the best for the US, USA swimming itself. And yeah. Love it. That makes sense. I mean, it completely, obviously being in college, you're, you're getting the coaching you need, you're getting the training you need, the nutrition, the recovery, I'm assuming, because you do go to a major school that does compete in a, you know, one of the, the, the highest level of conferences. I'll be honest, I don't know too much about college swimming, but I do know Big Ten is not to mess around with. So, you know, you've always, that's always um, pretty impressive. So congratulations on that and being able to just handle all of this stuff again, you know, like thinking at, 1918 when you first went to your first olympic trials like being able to do all this stuff is mind-boggling to me at 26 so keep doing your thing that's why you're the athlete and i'm just the person that wants to talk to you every once in a while so we'll just keep it that way and uh, i think everyone will end up uh significantly happier so we'll just rock and roll with that um a couple more questions for me um just to get to know you a little bit more i guess you know what is what are some of the things you do outside of swimming doesn't really seem like you have too much time, um, but I'm sure you're more than, as I said, just swimmer in lane six or swimmer in lane three. Um, you're a person with real hobbies and things that you want to do. So tell us just a little bit more about yourself outside of the pool. Like, I don't have much time during the school year and during the, during the week, but on the weekends, I definitely make most of what I got. Um, well, one, I'm a huge sleeper. I may wake up at 525 during the day, but I usually don't wake up before noon on weekends. Really need that sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I'm a huge nerd, actually. You didn't say nerd, did you? Nerd. 
nerd. You did say nerd. You did say nerd. Um, tell me more about that. <laughs> well, I enjoy video games. I play them a lot. Um, I'm also a very artsy person. I mean, I'm an art history major, so. But I enjoy drawing, painting as a hobby. Oh, I also like to sing. Um, that is that is phenomenal. So you do painting, singing. I'm assuming there's a little bit of dancing in there. So you're yeah. really into video games. What awesome video games have you been playing recently? Um, well, I'm big on adventure games, um, such as, you know, Fallout series, uh, Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Skyrim is definitely one of my favorites. I can't tell you how many hundreds of hours I yeah. have logged into that. I, I have as well put in a few uh, few days uh, into that game. Um, I can't play it anymore, though, because if I'm playing it, it's literally the only thing I'm doing, and it turns out I have to work to make money to eat food. So that is a little disappointing, but hey, it is what it is. And Fallout, are you excited for the new, um, what is it, Fallout 76, I think, is coming out pretty soon? That looks pretty sweet. It's multiplayer, isn't it? Uh, something I like that. I think they allow it. it or, yeah, it, it's, it's, I think it's like a, you can co-op it if you want, which seems pretty cool. So that's just something new to throw in. I mean, can't hurt, right? Change it up every once in a while. Yeah, I need to find friends to play with that. But <laughs> I, I'm excited, actually. Very cool. Yeah, I just like that they really used um, Country Road uh, by John Denver to introduce the song, because who the heck doesn't love that song, right? Oh, yeah. It really set up the atmosphere, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, phenomenal. Um, all right, cool. So it's good to learn that you know, you're just more than a, than a swimmer. I'm glad to hear that you have a, a few different hobbies that you're doing. Um, so what? Uh, going back to, I guess, you, less about me. No one cares about me. That's not why we're doing this thing, right? Um, what kind of skills do you try and develop on, I guess, a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis? Is there specific things that you say, hey, I want to make sure that I can do X, Y, and Z, or is it just kind of come naturally to you to understand what's needed of you um, when it comes to your sport? Oh, when it comes to swimming. Um, let's see. Well, there are always little technique things that I'm focusing on during practice, um, other than obviously working hard. Um, there's always the, It's always the little things when it comes to swimming because, you know, humans were not made in, to be in the water. You know, we don't have gills. We don't have webbed feet. I mean, most of us don't have webbed feet. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, so there's always the little things like how fast your turns are, how your is, um, will help you move through the water easily or easier. It's always those little things that help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, how many times have I seen, you know, you've seen it as well, just the, the, the screenshots of people, you know, just reaching and like one person beats them by a, a fingernail and that is, you know, something along the lines. It, it didn't happen at the end. That's not when they beat them. They beat them at some point during the race by an extremely slim margin. So that's always really interesting um, to kind of hear and understand. I guess another way that I could ask this question is uh, like on a like mental side or, or even a physical side, is there something specific that you're always trying to, you know, just get better at every single day? Obviously with techniques, that makes sense. Um, but anything like, you know, I've talked to some swimmers and a lot of it is mental being able to do that for as long as you do at the highest possible, you know, uh, at the, the fastest possible speed, you know, what is that like? And is there anything that you do on the mental side to make sure that you can compete at the highest level every day? Well, you know, mental, mental state and mental mindset that everyone has is so extremely important. And personally, that's something that I still have to work on a lot too. Um, but Michigan is so great when it comes to mental health and mental fitness and stuff that we actually have several sports psychologists that help us. Um, even if it's not 
in, you know, even if it's not speaking to them about the negativity, it's also like bringing out the positivity in you. Like we can talk about, you know, what are things I can think about during practice or what are things I can do to like lift my confidence? Cause a lot of swimmers, um, no matter how good you are, they'll never be happy with their swims or anything cause they want to do better. And I'm no stranger to that. <laughs> and so just being able to focus on how you're thinking in the water, how you're thinking outside of the water will help your performance physically as well. hundred percent. I completely, completely agree with you. I, I, I believe that on just like a personal level, if you're in a good state of mind, usually you're going to do better work or you're just going to live a happier, more fulfilled life. So I, I had to assume that somewhere along the line, you know, mm-hmm athletes that are, you know, again, when it comes down to tenths and hundredths of a second, that can get extremely frustrating um, and very, you know, mentally draining. So I think it's awesome that you're able to do that. Kudos to University of Michigan um, for being able to, you know, offer that to you guys, because it's clearly something that I believe in. Um, and I'm sure it sounds like you're able to do that. And, you know, maybe, you know, your hour, how many, how many hours did you say you swam for in a day? Was it five or six, something like that? And you know, you're going to need some positive yeah, thoughts. Yeah. You're going to need some positive yeah. thoughts towards the middle end of that to just make sure that you're still, you know, capably doing exactly what you need to do. So, um, that is, that is pretty fantastic. So what, um, what has been your biggest challenge so far in, um, you know, coming up, obviously soaring through the ranks, finally making the, the Olympic team, what has been your biggest challenge that you've had to deal with either on a personal level or, or just within the sport? Maybe it's one specific person that gets you every time, something like that, um, that you need to, uh, that, that you need to kind of just, just take over and do whatever you got to do to win. Well, like I said, there's always the same competition. We kind of grew up with each other. So you know, sometimes we go neck and neck. Sometimes one person, sometimes one person doesn't. You know. But I've never really thought about that. I've always thought more of, um, despite being super competitive, saying, oh, you know, I didn't beat this person. It was also like, how was I myself? How was my time? Like, you know, was it good? Did I add time? Did I cut time? Um, and what are things I can do to improve that? But the biggest challenge, of course, is myself and so there are times that even if I cut time or go a lifetime best I'll say you know that's still not good enough but like I said that's the thing that we're still working on a thing that all athletes should work on is keeping that confidence to say you know I did my that's all I could do and from now on I'm going to look towards the future and see what I can do to make that time better Love it. hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you. That's phenomenal. What going back to your lifetime best, what, when you were in it, did you realize that like, whoa, like I'm just crushing it right now? Or was it, you looked up and you're like, how did that happen? Oh, it's definitely a, how did that happen moment? Um, a lot of my best times and especially the ones that are kind of like, whoa, like, you know, shattering kind of thing. Um, everyone asked me, how did you swim that? And I genuinely have no idea. Um, it's usually a moment where you go into a race thinking, you know, I'm going to give it all I got. I've trained for this. I've prepared for this. I'm as ready as I can be, and we'll see how it goes. And usually during the race, you know, your mind just kind of goes blank, and you touch the wall, and all of a sudden, uh, really good things are happening. That is awesome. And it was on, uh, I'm assuming, a pretty big stage, so that always helps. Adrenaline is never... uh... Never too bad to have flowing through your body a little bit. I'm sure that helps a little bit along the lines too. So congratulations and kudos one more time on that. That is just yeah. super, super cool. Um, so I guess yeah. um, 
the one last topic I want to talk about a little bit is not making the team. Um, you know, as we've talked about a few times in 2016, you didn't make that team. What was that like moving forward and how much more did that motivate you and get you ready um, for the next time or the, or the time after that to be like, no, 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 this is, I'm making it this time. I'm not going to be top eight. I'm going to be top five. I'm going to be top three. I'm going to do whatever I can uh, to make sure that this next time around, I'm going to be on that team. No matter how good or bad it went, I always end up with a new sense of determination to get back to work and do things that I couldn't do before. Um, in this case, you know, last year I made the national team. It was so exciting. I got drug tested, all that stuff. But at the same time, I got third place and top two made the world team. So, you know, all at the same time, I was excited because I won a lifetime best. It had been years before. And, you know, and my team was excited for me, but I was getting messages saying, sorry, you missed it, Miranda. <laughs> and it didn't really occur to me because I was so excited over everything before that. I was like, wow, I really did just miss out, didn't I? Um, that was more of a positive feeling. Um, whereas 2016, where I definitely missed out on an Olympic team, I was a lot more crushed. But that was that's also kind of a signal of how my growth has been throughout the years. Um, this year, I recently went to a nationals and, of course, didn't do the best that I wanted to do. But once again, this is a moment of growth and another moment of determination. You know, I may be taking a break right now, which is really good for both, for both my physical and mental health. But I know that once I get back into it, I'll get back into it because I'm not done yet. And that's a good thing that I like to tell myself. 100%. You better not be done yet. The Olympics come up in two years. What, so, so legitimately, what are the prospects yeah. of you um, making the team going to, I think, where is it? Paris, maybe? I don't actually. Where's 20? 2020s in Tokyo. Oh, Tokyo. Yeah, I'm thinking. My bad. My bad. Yeah. So, what what are the prospects of you making Tokyo, getting there, going there, and and being able to crush it? Um, you know, I can't say with any guarantee or anything that it's a, that I'll definitely make it. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely a prospect, and I know that if I give it all that I got, then why why can't I let my dreams come true? You know, this has been a dream of mine since I was maybe 10 years old making state team for the first time and i was like huh, well i guess i'll make the olympic team next <laughs> that's that's a natural progression state team shit yeah let's just make the olympic team next that's kind of how it works right yeah that is yeah. awesome well hey we are 100 percent rooting you for you miranda this has been fantastic um that's it for me i'll let you get back to your regular scheduled programming again thank you so much for joining us miranda tucker she is on the usa national swimming team Let's congratulate her if you see her follow her on social medias yeah where uh, where can people find you to see kind of some of the stuff you're doing let's see i have an instagram i use um it's m-i-r underscore t-u-c-k murtuck Murtuck. Love it. Sounds like a kind of like a Skyrimy name there too. Interesting. Interesting. Um, good stuff. <laughs> Put a couple hundred more hours in. Why not? Right. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you again. One more time, Miranda Tucker. We sincerely appreciate it. Congratulations. Good luck with everything moving forward. And we a hundred percent have our fingers crossed for you. All right. Thank you so much, Michael. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Our Athletes. I sincerely appreciate you taking your time out of the day to listen to what our athletes have to go through on a daily basis just to represent our country as elite um, at the highest possible level. So thank you guys so much. If you could rate, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. I would love more people to listen to this because I truly believe that it'll be very inspirational. But at the same time, I truly believe that for the amount of blood, energy, sweat, tears, money, 
that our athletes are putting into trying to represent our country that the least we can do is listen to how they got there. So thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.